All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely. Our expert is Walt Sokira. He is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors in Akron at the Fairlawn West office of the R.W. Baird Company. 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. He's with us for the next half hour to talk about the market today and investing and how as a company invest their clients' money in individual portfolios of individually owned stocks. If you'd like to find out more and I'd also like to ask some questions about the stock market and the stocks that interest you, Walt will take your calls this half hour at 330-673-1234 and outside of Akron and on WNR.com toll free 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. Well, Walt, uh, last week on the Wall Street, they confirmed something we had already kind of known: is that the market has set records, uh, rebounding from the tremendous uh, crash it took when the uh, when the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic hit in the early spring. But in spite of that, there are still some concerns about that uh, pandemic continuing that are putting a cloud over over the market. Uh, what happened last week? Yeah, Bob, you're you're right. I mean, the concerns about the pandemic aren't going away. And, uh, you know, that's something we can definitely talk about this morning. I think last week was an up week, you know, so the, if you remember the week prior, we had a pretty good sell-off, and uh, last week we, we made a nice recovery. Uh, the Dow Jones finished up 811 points for the week, or about 3.2%, uh, closed at 25,827.36. Uh, we're still off about 9.5% year-to-date. So, again, if you started at the beginning of the year, you'd still be, you know, down about 9.5%, but uh, 3.2% in the week. The NASDAQ was up 4.6% last week, and, again, year-to-date, the NASDAQ stocks are up 138 So there's there's a big differentiation between the NASDAQ, uh, which is a little bit more tech-driven and biotech-driven, uh, you know, versus the Dow Jones. Um, the S&P 500 index was up 4% for the week, um, again, year-to-date off about 3.1%. Uh, and those Russell 2000 stocks, the small cap stocks, are still off about 14% year to date. So, yeah, I mean, Bob, you know, you look at interest rates. Again, interest rates continue to be low. We talked about that. I mean, it's kind of a broken record. But if we look at those Treasury rates, uh, two year 0.15, uh, the five year 0.29%, the 10 year 0.67%, the 30 year 1.43. As we said, you know, the Federal Reserve is very accommodative. They've kind of tipped their hat and said that, you know, they don't see rates rising. So we almost can take that one out of the equation. But, you know, I just want to remind, you know, everybody where those rates are. If you're getting higher rates than that, then you're probably taking a little bit of risk. Because remember, those Treasury rates are kind of the implied risk-free rate. So, you know, if you're looking at a U.S. Treasury of 0.29 and somebody tells me, well, I'm, I see something that's paying five, well, well that, that concerns me because I'm thinking, well, you're taking a lot of risk. Um, 
if if you know the treasury is only paying point two nine, so that's kind of why we give those those numbers. I, I think on the big picture side, last week, Bob, you know, I, I think part of the reason the the market felt better is they're just betting on this recovery. Uh, we saw the unemployment rate drop. You know, as people start to go back to work, uh, the unemployment rate dropped three point seven percent. Um, so again, we're we're at eleven point one percent. Last year we were three point seven percent. So again, a big change from last year, but improvement as we see people starting to go back to work. Uh, we saw some improvement in the manufacturing index. Uh, pending home sales rebounded. Uh, factory orders seem to rebound. So again, there's a lot of data that looks better. Again, we're coming off some pretty low numbers, so of course we expect it to look better. But I think that's what last week was. It was a bet that. Uh, you know, this economy is going to recover, and, uh, you know, even in light of some of the things that are going on with the COVID-19. And, of course, last week marked the close of the first half of this historical year of 2020. Now we're looking forward to the second half, and, uh, as always, the experts are out there promulgating their opinions, which I think are rather interesting. Three cases for the economy in the second half of the year, the bear case, the base case, and the bull case, which uh, kind of covers all bases. Uh, Walt, can you tell us uh, what that means and uh, maybe tell us the likelihood of each of those? Yeah, so, so the bear case, Bob, is the continued belief of, of a slow recovery, uh, maybe the second wave of this uh, COVID catching on, more shutdowns, uh, maybe stress on the medical system, a bad election, um, you know, maybe continued social unrest, you know, a lot of things that would scare the market, uh, earnings reports continuing to weaken, companies continuing, uh, especially those areas of the economy that we thought, you know, we're going to recover, maybe don't start to recover as quick. So the bear case would be a lot of the negative things happening. Um, of course, the other side would be the bull case where, you know, the numbers get better and better. There's lots of surprises. Um, you know, there's a lot of numbers that people can point to and said, see, told you, look how good things are going. I think that would, uh, we need to see travel and uh, entertainment, you know, come back. I mean, I think, you know, things like, uh, you know, the football season and, and concerts and things like that, we'd have to see some recovery of those types of activities, um, confidence and dining out, you know, continue. And I think if a lot of those things happen, then, you know, maybe the numbers look better. Maybe this economy just continues to press forward and it surprises everybody and we make it back. I think in that bull case would also be continued development of therapies or a vaccine. Uh, for the COVID-19. And then I guess the base case is where we're at, Bob. I mean, we just, we kind of muddle through it. You know, there's going to be good and bad. Um, There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be data that looks good. And then there'll be a week where data looks bad. There'll be a data where the coronavirus is start to show some, you know, some uh, downward. And then we get a week where it's up. And, uh, you know, know, I think that if we have that kind of uh, a base case where it's just mixed and then people are uncertain and, uh, lack confidence, then we can probably, you know, continue to muddle through like we've been doing. You know, we'll, we'll have a week where the market's up 3%. We'll have a week where the market's down 3%. And, you know, we just kind of push to the end of the year till we get some more clarity, uh, you know, as where things are going to head maybe next year. So essentially, the market can either go up, go down, or stay the same. So making that prediction is a pretty, pretty safe one for most of the experts. <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, our, our belief is, again, we, we believe in our companies. Um, you know, we had a lot of great companies, and, I, you know, for, for us, you know, that's where my confidence continues to lie. Um, a lot of these companies are getting stronger, and, uh, you know, and that's why what we do, Bob, we have a lot of confidence in, you know, we're about not buying the economy. We're not buying the stock market. You know, we're buying individual companies that 
uh, truly, even in bad times, can can come out looking a lot better. So that's that's where our confidence is, and that's what we'll continue to focus on. So what specifically will you be doing for your clients now in the second half of this year? Yeah, but we'll continue to upgrade. You know, we've done a lot of upgrades of the portfolios. Uh, we've gotten into positions we've always wanted to own. We look for bargains. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to watch valuations. We're not afraid to sell. Um, some of these stocks, again, are pushing near their highs and, you know, getting to valuations that, you know, you constantly say, you know, has this price gotten a little bit ahead of itself? So we're not afraid to trade. Um, I've never had a year where I raised cash for a second time, but, you know, that stock goes through my uh, head every every day. You know, we, we got uh, fortunate in February and March as we raised some cash and then we're able to put it back in, you know, with some really low prices at the end of March. Uh, we're not afraid to do that again, and, and that's something I think about, you know, constantly. And we talked about this a bit last week, that the Federal Reserve has mandated that banks suspend stock buybacks and cap dividends. Is this a, another sign that the, company, the economy could be going into some uh, some difficulty in the last half of this year? Yeah, I mean, I think, Bob, you know, that, that just shows prudence. You know, we, again, I think from, from our end, what we believe is that, you know, the Federal Reserve has been really on top of its game. You know, they've done everything they can ahead of the game to, to make the economy stronger. Um, and at the same time, you know, and, and also just support, you know, the, the deterioration where there was some. And, and I think the other thing that, you know, we see is that uh, they're they're putting that stress test on the banks and they're, they're demanding, you know, the banks don't make some of the mistakes they made during the financial crisis back in 2007 and 2008 that, you know, they're, they're prudent in, in the way that they push forward. Yeah, now it's time to talk about individual stocks with Walt Sikarip. Again, he's the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors here in Akron and Fairlawn. If you have any questions about particular stocks in our Stock Talk segment, you can call us now and uh, talk to Walt about it. Again, a particular company that you've been watching, that you own, that you want to know if maybe you should sell right now, give Walt a call right now on the advice line at 330-673-1234-800-669-4100, toll free outside of Akron or on the, on the WNR.com from anywhere in the country. And ask that question about that particular stock and get a real expert's opinion. As we wait for some of the calls, Walt, let's talk about stocks related to the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic. Uh, again, uh, companies that are working on, on treatments, uh, racing to find a, a vaccine, Seen. Any particular of those companies stand out to you as a maybe a good buy now? Yeah, but we've been talking about a few of them. It seems to be the companies that, in the, that are in the lead. You know, we talked about Johnson & Johnson being an early mover um, as far as the amount of money that they're putting forward and their commitment to, you know, to work on this issue. We've, we've talked a lot about Moderna, uh, symbol mRNA, um, with a, a little different uh, approach. Uh, to, to the way to develop a vaccine for the virus, and, um, you know, they're making good progress. And then Pfizer, uh, symbol PFE, has also emerged as, uh, you know, they're they're going to start um, some testing on a vaccine that they have developed. So, and so is Moderna. They're, they're talking about a 30,000 uh, patient, um, you know, trial uh, that they're going to begin here in July, running through September. So I think, you know, a lot of these companies are pushing forward, and, uh, you know, getting to that testing phase, still a long way away. I mean, you know, we, we don't have the results from that, and they could come out negative or, you know, not, not positive, uh, showing uh, that, it, that it's a good treatment for the coronavirus. So everything is balanced. We, we have to be careful. Um, some of these companies, you know, did trade up on some of that news. So, again, you got to pay attention to valuations. You, know, you just can't get caught up in the excitement of, of what a stock is doing. You, you have to go back and check the prices and the valuation. 
But right now, you're not buying any new stocks in that area. No, we we really didn't chase it, Bob. This year, you know, I, I um, you know, we were fortunate to own Johnson and Johnson. So, you know, it's it's a company we've owned for a good amount of time in our uh, core equity portfolio, and we continue to to hold that. Um, so we have some exposure to that, but no, we didn't chase those stocks, and, and a lot of them seem to be a little bit pricey at this point, based on uh, you know the potential and and actually the economic impact if they did if they did find a, a vaccine. Once again, Walt Sakari is our expert, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, taking your calls now about individual stocks on Stock Talk. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. I wonder, uh, government I-bonds still available? Um, E-bonds, you mean? No, I-bonds. I-bonds. Tied, infl- uh, tied to inflation? Um, you know, I, I, that's a good question. Uh, we haven't done anything with that in a long time. I know they still exist from clients that have them. Um, you know, from people that actually own them out there, but that's a uh, that's a question I'd have to do a little research on to see if they're still issuing those I bonds. Yeah, I just I was thinking we're going to have inflation in the next couple of years. Besides an I bond in gold and silver, what a, how would you position yourself if you thought inflation was going up? Yeah, we. Yeah, we kind of like some of these um, variable rate, like the variable rate preferreds and the um, you know the bank loan type uh, you know investments that are tied a little bit to uh, the potential rising rates. Uh, we think that you know at this stage of the cycle, those probably set up pretty well for you know what we're going to experience maybe over the next five to seven years. Again, the Fed's kind of tipped its hat and said you know they're going to keep. Uh, uh, rates pretty low, and you know uh, the inflation issue may not be there for for at least those two years anyway. You think if I Google I government I bond, I could find out about them. Yeah, I was trying to do that real quick for you, but I, I'd have to, like I said, I have to do a little bit of research. I'll, if you if you tune back in next week, I'll make sure I circle back around and, and answer that question for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, they were All right. tied to they were tied to inflation, and I thought it might be something worth looking into. But thank you. Yeah, I'll definitely check. And like I said, if you want to call us at the office, you're welcome to do that as well. During the week, I, I can get an answer for you. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, thank you for calling. Again, the office number for Walt at uh, at uh, Elk Akron Wealth Advisors here in uh, in Fairlawn, 234-466-7476. That's the local number for Akron Wealth Advisors, 234 234- Four six six seven four seven six. And again, right now in Stock Talk, Doctor Walt at three three zero six seven three one two three four on the advice line. Uh, food stocks, fast food stocks, particularly McDonald's, has been uh, really uh, uh, been rather active in uh, trying to trying to adapt its uh, its business to the COVID nineteen pandemic and also to changing tastes in in fast food. Uh, what are they doing? And uh, is there any bigger picture that we can see that uh, they relate to? Yeah, Bob, I was always a believer that, you know, McDonald's is such a great consumer company. Uh, they understand the consumer probably better than anyone uh, with the amount of locations that they have and the depth of who they serve, you know, throughout the United States. And, you know, you can kind of look at them and I maybe, I th- maybe you know, take some bigger trends out of, what you know, what they're doing. Uh, they have definitely delayed some of their reopening for, you know, their indoor stores. I think they have um, uh, currently about 1,000 um, of the 14,000 U.S. restaurants that, um, you know, basically open with reduced seating, um, and then they have some that really haven't opened, but they're relying a lot more heavily on uh, drive through and they've also, you know, really put uh, more efforts into using DoorDash and Uber, 
uh, to make sure that their offerings are available and they're available for delivery. Uh, so I think that uh, just shows again that, that you know a company like that is is kind of seeing the trends have changed and they're definitely changing their business a little bit to make sure that they align with uh, where they can get their their food out to to their customers. What about some of the other uh, food or food-related stocks? Uh, again, that industry has been uh, severely impacted by this uh, by pandemic. Yeah, but we keep looking at data. You know, I mean, I think like Olive Garden, there was some encouraging data that uh, the wait times for, you know, visitors had uh, you know started to go down. They, they have a, a statistic that they look at how many visitors wait for 17 minutes uh, or longer. And, you know, we, we see that it was around 73%, and now it's dropped back down to 52%, what, which means people aren't waiting as long. And uh, there's also data coming out of Open Table saying that, you know, reservations uh, for, for restaurants have really slowed to crawl during the end of June. Um, so when we look at some of that data, you know, we definitely see the trends, you know, where people were hoping that, you know, that that would just pick right back up. It seems like there was a, a jump up and now kind of a little bit of pause, and people are slowing it back down again. Um, you know, some of the companies that have done very well, again, are those ones that deliver and have aligned themselves with the delivery services, like Chipotle, uh, Mexican Grill has done very well, Wingstop, believe it or not, has done very well. Um, but again, I think it's their alignment with that, uh, you know, pickup and, and delivery type of uh, methodology. Uh, another company and another industry, uh, Tesla, the people making the electric car. Now, you say you always like the, admire the company, but you were not a big fan of the uh, of the stock itself. Oh, well, in the second quarter, they had a lot of impressive numbers on production of their vehicles and delivery numbers. What do you think that means for Tesla as a company? And are you changing your opinion now based on these uh, impressive uh, results even in this year? Yeah, still really like the company, Bob. Like the cars, like the technology, like what they're doing. You know, as far as their uh, solar, uh, you know, uh, shingles and, and things that they have out there. Some of their technology is just unbelievable. Uh, they did deliver ninety thousand six hundred and fifty vehicles. Um, you know, really crushing the estimates. About seventy four thousand more cars than expected, which. During this downturn, is pretty impressive because when you look at most of the auto companies, they really struggled, and and I mean they have really low numbers. You know, most of the autos are down, you know, thirty to fifty percent. Um, so, Tesla's shown some amazing numbers here. Again, their stock price is you know high. Um, we're trading at uh, twelve hundred dollars a share. It's up one hundred and eighty-eight percent year to date. Um, you know, when we talked about it, I think early in the year it had a big run up in uh, January and February, and then it kind of traded off, and it's it's come right back up. So, you know, to us, we we love the the company, but this is a case where we love the company, we don't love the stock. You know, I I, I just think it's expensive, and you know, for us, we we see other places we, we'd like to put money. Um, you know, with, that Tesla wouldn't be one that we would chase, even though we we really do admire the technology. Now, technology stocks are doing quite well this year. Who are some of the big technology winners so far in 2020? Yeah, but I mean, we've we've had a few. Um, you know, our 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 companies. You know, we have a lot of the big cap companies which have really driven the market, like uh, Apple and Microsoft and Amazon, uh, Facebook have have all had really good years. You know, the the bigger keep getting bigger. Um, Etsy uh, on the shopping side uh, has done really well. Um, but, but again, if we look at it, you know, there's um, there's a lot of uh, changes going on in technology. I think software companies, um, you know, have delivered uh, through this downturn. I think the work from home type of stocks, the, the cloud software, where you know that storage and security of data, uh, these these are not just big winners, but I think they're just massive trends that we're we're going to start seeing continue to develop over the next few years. Um, 
you know, there's a, there's a lot of talk out there about, you know, what this, what this has done, you know, to the workplace and how companies are reevaluating the, the work from home and the flexibility of work. And it, it changes people's patterns, you know, as far as the way they, they, you know, how they work at home and also how they live at home. And, and technology continues to be at the forefront of a lot of the changes that we see happening. So do you feel that technology stocks will continue to uh, be strong in the second half of this year? Yeah, we continue to own tech. I, I think you can't you can't go through the the end of this year or next year without some exposure to tech. I think what you really have to do is again pay attention to valuations and not be afraid to sell something if you think it gets ahead of itself. Um, yeah, I think you got to look at some of these stocks like you're dating them and not like you're married to them. You know, I mean, it's it's it really is a, a philosophy that you know if if it's good, you keep going with it, and if you think that that valuation gets ahead, you can't be afraid to to pull back and uh, maybe position the money a little bit differently, and you know, and, and just not ride something up and then ride it back down because there will be volatility with these companies as well. Once again, Walt Sakira, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, is our expert. Our phone number to call with your questions about individual stocks or about how Akron Wealth Advisors invest their clients' money. To it's a six seven three one two three four three three zero six seven three one two three four. And once again, the office number for Walt and his team in Fairlawn two three four. Four six six seven four seven six. Again, Akron Wealth Advisors. They invest their clients' money in portfolios they create for individually owned stocks. One of those portfolios is the Empowering Women Portfolio Strategy, unique to Akron Wealth Advisors. And uh, one of your investments in that is the uh, stock Lululemon Athletica. Uh, this company seems to be doing quite well, and they seem to be on the on the verge of making some some big moves. What's uh, what are they doing? Yeah, I mean, Lululemon's been one of our favorites, Bob, and again, it's it's performed very well for us over the period time period that we we've, we've owned it. Um, they made a big investment um, to kind of take on Peloton, um, you know, Peloton Interactive, which makes the uh, the interactive uh, bikes and and uh, you know treadmills and so forth, where you have the instructors online. Um, Lululemon went out and bought a company called Mirror. Uh, for $500 million, it, it was basically a company, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the product, but it's a mirror that's on the wall where the workouts, you, you actually have a virtual uh, trainer that appears in the mirror and you kind of mimic or mirror uh, the activities. So, again, remembering that Lululemon is big and, and yoga and um, you know that type of activity. I mean, this 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 acquisition probably sets up very well uh, for a Lululemon and their ability to continue to develop those offerings, um, and and just seeing the products. You know, I mean, it's there's a lot of power if somebody's standing in front of a mirror, looking at someone wearing that athletic apparel and working out with them for a period of time. I mean, instructors have an incredible amount of of influence on the participants in the yoga class. I mean, that was. Lulu Lemon's early success is they got a lot of the instructors these free you know the free Lulu Lemon wear and you know as they started teaching classes a lot of the uh, you know people that were joining the classes wanted to buy that apparel so I wouldn't bet against Lulu Lemon again the stock is uh, pushed up you know quite high but uh, this is a company that sells hundred dollar yoga pants and you know has done done really well at doing that and has turned into a thirty eight billion dollar company so I surely wouldn't bet against them and it seems like this acquisition of Mirror is going to be a nice fit into their portfolio. And of course, as part of that empowering women portfolio that Akron Wealth Advisors has, and the uh, philosophy behind that is that you invest in companies that have a, a strong representation of women in their leadership structure. 
That's correct, Bob. Yeah, it's a good portfolio for us, and it, it kind of plays along the diversity lines. Um, looking at a lot of issues, you know, not only putting women in, in executive management positions, CEOs, CFOs, CMOs, uh, you know, management, uh, the, the depth of uh, the training, the development, the equal pay structure, a lot of issues that I think are important. And, you know, in today's world, obviously diversity is a big topic. And, and you know, we can't forget that, you know, women have been battling for that, uh, you know, more fair treatment uh, for many years as well. And, and we see a lot of progress in corporate America, and, and this portfolio really recognizes the companies that are doing an outstanding job of that. In addition, of course, to all the investment advice that they give and handle for their clients, uh, Akron Wealth Advisors, along with the Robert W. Barrett Company, also offer estate planning advice and retirement planning, tax reviews, uh, RMD advice, uh, Social Security analyses, uh, other types of analyses that, uh, again, are all part of a big financial plan that you should have as you go through life, no matter what your stage is. Uh, And right now you're working with your clients on uh, the uh, required minimum distributions for those who are over 70 here in the year of 2020. A couple of major changes were made in that. Uh, one is permanent, the other was uh, for this year only because of the pandemic. Uh, what were some of those changes that you discussed in your reviews, and, and what are the actual impacts of them? Yeah, well, one of the big things we're doing, Bob, now is starting the discussion with all of our clients. As a matter of fact, I think we work through all our clients um, with looking at their RMDs, talking to them about whether they they need the RMD for the year. This is a year because of that SECURE Act where uh, they can defer. You don't have to take the RMD, and that can be a big uh, advantage from a tax perspective and also, you know, letting that money continue to defer and grow for another year out there. So uh, that's a a big uh, effort, you know, for us. And uh, you know, the other uh, kind of key component that you're mentioning there is the change of age, uh, which which kind of, you know, happened this year as well, where it used to be 70 and a half when you attained that age, you had to take your RMD, and now uh, that's been extended out to 72. So a lot a lot to talk about with RMDs, and, and again, do a review. Don't, don't let it go. I mean, sit down and at least crunch the numbers, work with your tax advisor, um, you know, but that's a discussion we definitely got ahead of. Another review you're doing for clients are reviewing HSA plans, uh, plans that are offered in many cases by employers to uh, uh, help cover the cost of medical care. Now, what's what's the status of those at this point? Yeah, Bob, I mean, HSAs are really important, and it's a, a tax deduction that some people forget about. Um, these are uh, company-offered uh, plans for typically people that participate in, in very high-deductible health care plans. And you can defer money away into that plan uh, tax tax free, um, and and again, it's it's really important to be able to do that um, to help cover medical expenses down the road. So you know, just taking advantage of that, reviewing it, making sure that if you have it there, that you are you are using it uh, to the right degree. So you know, we we have those discussions as well, and, and you know, happy to do those reviews with with our clients. And again, these are services they offer uh, with all their clients, and again, as much as you want or as little as you want, in addition to their investment advice, investing their clients some money in individually stock-owned portfolios. You can call Aquin Wealth Advisors, and if you're not a client, ask uh, Walt some questions, maybe start a discussion with them about becoming a client of Aquin Wealth Advisors, 234-466-7476 is their number. Offices at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. Well, another week ahead, this will be the first uh, full week of trading in the uh, second half of 2020 and uh, again as you gaze ahead at the week what do you see coming 
Well, Bob, I mean, there's some data coming out, consumer confidence. Uh, we'll get uh, the ADP and employment and ISM manufacturing, um, initial uh, consulting claims uh, for non-farm payrolls. And we'll have a couple companies FedEx reports this week, um, Constellation Brands, General Mills, Conagra, they all report. So, again, we'll, we'll keep paying attention to those individual company reports. Once again, Walt Sakara. he can be your Akron Wealth Advisor if you call him at 234-466-7476. Tell him that you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron. They also have a toll-free number at Akron Wealth Advisors, 844-388-4953. And again, their local number, 234-466-7476. Walt Sakara, Managing Partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. Well, again, Walt, thanks for being with us here on the Advice Line. Have yourself a very good and profitable week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Amazon.com Inc., symbol AMZN. Chipotle Mexican Grill, symbol CMG. Conagra Brands, Inc., symbol CAG. Etsy, Inc., symbol ETSY. FedEx Corporation, symbol FDX. Facebook, Inc., symbol FB. Olive Garden, owned by Darden Restaurants, symbol DRI. General Mills, Inc., symbol GIS. Johnson & Johnson, symbol JNJ. Lululemon Athletica, symbol LULU. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. McDonald's Corporation, symbol MCD. Moderna, Inc., symbol MRNA. Peloton Interactive, symbol PTON. Pfizer, Inc., symbol PFE. Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA. And Wingstop, Inc., symbol WING. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.